Hello and welcome to Stories to Fall Asleep To, the second season of Reading with Carrie. This mindfulness podcast incorporates ASMR elements to help reduce your stress, relieve your anxiety, and lull you to sleep. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. So, I've never actually read Tom Thumb as a child, from what I can remember, but this story recently brings a smile to my face because my first ever paid job as a voice actor was to narrate Thumbelina. I don't know why there are so many small people stories, um, but maybe one day I'll also read uh, Momotaro. It's a Japanese tale about a little boy born from a peach. But for now, today's story is of a boy no larger than a finger. Did you know Tom Thumb might actually have been based on a real person? Of course, his size would have been greatly exaggerated, but even still, I find it fascinating. Uh, It's on Wikipedia if you wanted to take a look. But first, as always, let's start with a brief breathing exercise. This meditation is to help connect with loving kindness. First, let's start by focusing on our breathing without changing the flow. Center yourself as you feel your body inhale and exhale. Feel the sensations that your body goes through as you breathe and connect with yourself on where you are sitting or laying. Where are your arms placed? Are your feet on the ground? Consciously relax your neck and your shoulders. Give them a roll if you need to. And really take a nice, deep, centering sigh as we begin by thinking about someone who has helped you. Maybe this person has been directly generous or kind, or perhaps they've inspired you, even if you've never met them. Pick someone that when you think of them, they make you smile. Bring an image of the person to mind and try to feel their presence as if they're right in front of you. Say their name to yourself and silently offer these phrases to them, focusing on one phrase at a time. May you live in safety. May you have mental happiness, peace, and joy. May you have physical happiness of health and freedom from pain. May you live with ease. Don't struggle to fabricate a feeling or sentiment. And if your mind wanders, that's okay. Just begin again. When you've completed this, We'll move on to a friend. Start with a friend who's doing well right now. Someone who has their life together and who is on the up and up. Say their name and silently offer the same phrases, focusing on one phrase at a time. May you live in safety. May you have mental happiness. May you have physical happiness. May you live with ease. Now think of a friend who is experiencing difficulty, loss, pain, or unhappiness. Focus on them 
Feel their presence as if they are right in front of you. Say their name and offer them these phrases. May you live in safety. May you have peace and joy. May you have health and freedom from pain. May you live with ease. Now you're going to offer your loving kindness to a neutral person, someone you don't feel strongly for one way or another. You don't have a strong liking, but you don't have a strong disliking. This could be a cashier at the supermarket, your bank teller, your Uber Eats driver. When you offer loving kindness to a neutral person, you are offering it to them simply because they exist. You are not indebted to nor challenged by them. Try to focus on their presence as much as you can. The memory, even fleeting as it might be, of this person or persons. If you know their name, say it. If you don't, just say how you know them, like cashier, and silently offer these phrases again. May you live in safety. May you have peace and joy. May you have health and freedom from pain. May you live with ease. Now we are going to offer our loving kindness to a person with whom you have difficulty. Start with someone mildly difficult and will slowly work towards someone who has hurt you more grievously. It's common to feel resentment and anger and it's important not to judge yourself for that. Rather, recognize that anger burns within your heart and causes suffering. So out of the greatest respect and compassion for yourself, practice letting go and offering loving kindness. You may do this as often as you need to for anyone who comes to mind, but I will go through three examples to help you in this guided exercise. First, pick someone who is mildly difficult. Maybe it's a sibling, a coworker, or someone you ride an elevator with every day at work. Bring that image of the person to mind. Feel their presence as if they are right in front of you. Say their name and silently offer these phrases. May you live in safety. May you have mental happiness. May you have physical happiness. May you live with ease. Now pick someone who has hurt you. Someone you might have felt betrayed by or an argument that was more heated than a normal discussion. Bring this person to mind and feel their presence beside you. Say their name to yourself and offer these phrases to them. May you live in safety. May you have peace. May you have health. May you live with ease. And now, choose someone who has hurt you more grievously. A true betrayal. The breaking of trust. The hurt that is deep within. Perhaps it's an ex or a parent. Whoever it is, bring this person to mind. Feel their presence as if they were right in front of you. Say their name to yourself. Rouse your courage, built on self-compassion, and silently offer these phrases to them. May you live in safety. May you have peace and joy. 
May you have health and freedom of pain. May you live with ease. Great job. I know that was very difficult for you to do. If you're not yet ready, that's okay. Consider seeking professional counseling so that you will one day be ready to let go for your own sake. And now we're going to finish by offering loving kindness to anyone who comes to mind. This can literally be anyone. It can be animals or it can be other people. It can be those you like or those you dislike, a regular at your job or a customer service representative that you see weekly. This is an adventurous expansion of your own power of kindness. So don't feel stifled by my examples and suggestions. You can do this as many times as you'd like for as many people or animals as you'd like. Once again, those thoughts are, may you live in safety. May you have mental happiness of peace and joy. May you have physical happiness of health and freedom from pain. And may you live with ease. If you are struggling with depression or a mental illness, I want you to think of yourself. You can even look in the mirror if it would help. Feel your own presence, your own beating heart, your soul within your body, the loving compassion that you are capable of. Say your name and tell yourself these phrases. May you live in safety. May you have peace and joy. May you have health and freedom from pain. May you live with ease. And now here's the story, the tale of Tom Thumb. In the days of good King Arthur, there lived a countryman and his wife, who, though they had plenty to eat and drink, and a very comfortable cottage to live in, were not at all happy. They had no children, and they both wished very much for a baby. The wife was often in tears when her husband was out at work, and she was all alone, because she had not an infant to take care of and nurse. One day, as she sat weeping by herself, more than usually sad, she said aloud, If I only had a dear little baby, I should not care what it was like. I should be thankful for one, if it were no bigger than my husband's thumb. Now it happened that the queen of the fairies was passing by, though the poor woman could not see her, and as she knew the farmer's wife was kind to the poor, and likely to be a good mother, she thought she would grant her her wish. So about an hour or two afterwards, the woman was much surprised to see standing by the table a very beautiful lady, dressed splendidly, with a glittering star on her forehead and a wand in her right hand, with a gem of great brilliancy at the top of it. But what delighted the woman most of all was a tiny cradle, made out of a walnut shell, lined with velvet, in which lay the prettiest baby ever seen. But it was only just as large as a man's thumb. See, said the fairy, your wish is granted. Here is a baby for you. Take care of it. It is your own. The woman did not know how to thank the fairy enough. She was so delighted, and the queen went away, quite pleased at having given so much happiness. Before the fairy went away, however, she gave the woman a little shirt of spider's web and a doublet of thistledown for the baby. When the farmer came home, he was very much pleased. He invited all his friends to the christening, and the child was named Tom, after him, and Thumb, because he was no bigger than one. The baby was very well, and merry, and grew, of course, but still it was very small. 
However, at last Tom thought himself quite a great boy, and begged his mother to make him a little suit of clothes. And she made him one, but with a great deal of trouble. They were so small. Tom was very often in mischief. He was so small that his mother used to put him on the table to play, and once she found him in the salt box. One day she was making a plum pudding, and Tom stood by the side of the basin and peeked over the edge, but he could not see into it very well. And while his mother was gone for some more flour, he drew himself up on the edge of the basin. Alas, he fell in and disappeared in the wet pudding, which for poor Tom was a huge morass. Tom would have cried out, but the pudding stuck his lips together, and his mother, not missing him, stirred him up in the mixture and put it and him into the pot. Tom no sooner felt the hot water than he danced about like mad. The woman was nearly frightened out of her wits to see the pudding come out of the pot and jump about, and she was glad to give it to a tinker who was passing that way. The tinker took the pudding and put it into a cloth to carry it home to his family, who seldom tasted such a good dish. But by and by, as he was climbing over a stile, he happened to squeeze it, and Tom, who had made quite an arch over his own head in the dry pudding by this time, cried out from the middle of it, Hello, Pickens! which so terrified the tinker that he let the pudding drop in the field and scampered off as fast as he could. The pudding fell to pieces in the fall, and Tom, creeping out, went home to his mother, whom he found in great trouble because she could not find him. After this accident, Tom's mother never let him stay near her while she was cooking, but she was obliged to take him with her when she went out milking, for she dared not trust the little man in the house alone. A few days after his escape from the pudding, Tom went, with his mother, into the field to milk the cows, and for fear he should be blown away by the wind, she tied him to a thistle with a small piece of thread. Very soon after, a cow ate up the thistle and swallowed Tom Thumb. His mother was in sad grief again, but Tom scratched and kicked in the cow's throat till she was glad to throw him out of her mouth again, and he was not hurt at all. But his mother became very anxious about her small son, who now gave her a great deal of trouble. Sometimes he fell into the milk pail and was nearly drowned in the milk. Once he was nearly killed by an angry chicken, and another time he had a narrow escape from a cat. One day Tom went plowing with his father, who gave him a whip made of barley straw to drive the oxen with. But an eagle, flying by, caught him up in his beak and carried him to the top of a great giant's castle and dropped him on the leads. The giant was walking on the battlements and thought at first that it was a foreign bird which lay at his feet. But soon seeing that it was a small man, he picked Tom up with his finger and thumb and put the poor little creature into his great mouth. But the little boy scratched the roof of the giant's mouth and bit his great tongue and held on by his teeth till the ogre, in a passion, took him out again and threw him over into the sea, which ran beneath the castle walls. Here a very large fish swallowed him up directly. Tom did not at all like swimming about in the fish, but by and by he felt it drawn upwards and guessed at once that it was caught. And so it was. And being a very large fish, the fisherman thought it would make a good present for his beloved King Arthur. So he took it to the palace and begged the king to accept it. King Arthur was pleased with the poor man's affection and ordered the fish to be carried to the kitchen and cooked for his own dinner. The fisherman took it to the cook, who admired it very much, but said it was very heavy. Then he laid it on a table and began to cut it open. You may imagine how he jumped with fear and wonder when Tom Thumb slipped out of the fish. The cook's cries brought the other servants, and soon everybody near ran to behold this wonder, the tiny man who came out of the fish. 
Tom begged for some water to wash himself, and when he was clean, the courtiers thought him so pretty and such a marvel that they ran to tell the king about him. Arthur was very much surprised, but he desired them to send the little man up after dinner to see him, and the court tailor made haste at once to get ready a court suit for Tom, which did not take him long to make. There were so few stitches in it. As soon as the king's great punch bowl was set on the royal table, Tom Thumb was carried to see the monarch, who was delighted with the little man. Tom walked on the king's hand and danced on the queen's. He became a great favorite with Arthur, who made him a knight. Such is the wonderful history of Tom Thumb, who did much good when he grew older, and thus proved that however small people are, they may be of use in the world. He was good and kind to his parents and to everybody. And the old ballad says, Such were his deeds and noble acts, in Arthur's court there shone, as like in all the world beside was hardly seen or known. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back any time you need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story. But for now, let's prepare your mind and body for some much-needed rest. Start by checking in with your body and making sure you are as comfortable as possible. Place the tip of your tongue on the tissue right behind the top front teeth. Slowly exhale and empty the lungs of air. Through the nose, breathe in quietly for four seconds. Three, four. Hold the breath for a count of seven seconds. Five, six, seven. Purse your lips and exhale forcefully through the mouth, making a whoosh sound for eight seconds. Six, seven, eight. If you need to, you can repeat this cycle up to four times, but any more than four, and you might start to feel lightheaded or dizzy. Remember that if you find it too difficult to hold your breath on the count of seven, you can use a shorter cycle of two seconds breathing in, hold your breath for 3.5 seconds, and exhale for four seconds. Good night and sleep well, my friend.